welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. Much appreciated. And don't forget to please follow on the Twitters, on the Grams, at RMK Madness. That's right. Please do, please do. And you can check out my other podcast, which is also coming out today. Miscellaneous Debris, I'm really ramping that one up for the election. Coming up next week. Don't forget to vote. (laughs) Okay, okay. I hope everyone's weekend was well. Got a lot of snow here in Colorado. Um, Not a lot, but it snowed. Which might not be bad for the fires, you know. Yes, wasn't bad for football. I mean, well, really it was. The Broncos got rather smashed here in Denver. <laughs> but it was overall a pretty crazy Sunday of football. Yeah, rather enjoyable. Some pretty interesting games. But before we get into that, I want to start this out by explaining that I'm going to kind of do things a little bit differently, I think. I'm going to just try it out. And I know you're thinking... Why switch up the format mid-season? Well, because I'm mad, and I do what I want. And sometimes, if I feel like shit needs a change, I'm going to change it, because I'm not afraid of change. I've never been. Probably why I've moved around quite a bit, and why I'm constantly rearranging the places I live in, and things like that. I'm just... I like the change. I don't like... T- I get, I, I get bored, the, the, the staleness of the same shit. And that pretty much goes the, like with a lot of things. Except for my fam, I can never get enough of my fam, to be honest, my wife and kids. I really miss the early days of quarantine when I could just stay home and hang out with them. But shit, country ain't careful, we're going to be right back to that shit. It's not looking good, I mean... We just recently, Friday, hit a record in daily cases. Like now, lots of people thought this shit was over and done with. And hey, people, let's just remember, stay safe, okay? It's going to be a rough winter. Let's all do our part to get through this. Okay, all right, I digress. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on that, check out my miscellaneous debris podcast. Back to what I was saying. I'm going to try this new format out. Basically, I'm going to go back to bringing you a Monday pod, okay? And then Tuesday, I'm going to release, which I've mentioned a couple of times, talked about, I might get into. No, it's happening. A mini madness video. So it'll just be video, no pod, no, no pod, just the video on the tubes, and I'll make sure to put out a link on the Twitters and possibly the Grams. <clears throat> but that way, you can check out the Mini Madness video. And every week I will do that on Tuesday. And I will discuss Monday Night Football. Talk about that. I will discuss the infirmary. You know, who's heading to the injury and who we're looking at for the week, where everybody stands that way. And then I'll also address whatever waiver wire chatter 
might be about. So, you know, a good 10-15 minute video, Mini Madness, will be brought to you every Tuesday. And then we'll go back to Fridays. Every Friday, I will bring you the normal prognosis show, right? The weekly prognosis we get into looking ahead, a little Thursday night recap, looking ahead to Sunday's action. So that's that's how I'm going to kind of have it set up from here on out. So that's the plan. And not only that, but when I do these Monday pods, since I'm not discussing, in, since I'm not doing a big long pod anymore where I'm also discussing Monday Night Football and the waivers, and the, since I'm not doing all of that in one anymore, well, we're going to just go ahead and go game by game. But we're not going to sit here and spend a bunch of fucking time on each single game. It's going to be kind of like a speed round. But we are going to attack every single game. So, now that we got that out the way and you understand how things are going to roll from here on out, let's go ahead and get right fucking into it, shall we? What the fuck? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Into the week seven madness we go. And it was a mad week. It really was. Interesting. Very interesting. So... We get right into it. We have a new Browns. It's not the same old Browns. No, 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 no. They win the game 37-34 to 34 after being back. A last-second drive. It was fantastic. It was a fun game to watch. So we begin with that, with our early slate of games. Odell Beckham got hurt. Not great. But hey, the Browns, well, they just went right to town anyways. Sorry, I had to throw a blanket at a cat that was doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. <laughs> and Rashad Higgins, he went out 6 for 110. Donovan Peoples-Jones made an appearance 3 for 56 and won the game-winning touchdown. Harrison Bryant had two TDs. He's someone I recommended. Kareem Hunt was solid. And Baker, hey, he was looking good in this game. Aside from that first quarter. <laughs> but hey, the Browns really look good. And, and you know... As did the Bengals. Burrow looked good, got him a few touchdowns. It was a big day for Boyd. 11 catches, 101 yards, one touchdown. Green and Higgins were solid. So all around, it was just a good game. Both teams played well, but hey, the Browns are proving they're not the same old Browns. No, 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 no. Next, we go to the Falcons, who collapse again. Detroit takes the game 23-22. to and for Detroit, I would like to say, why Adrian Peterson? Swift looked so good last week. Why are you giving Adrian Peterson so many goddamn touches? And he did hardly anything with them. DeAndre Swift didn't get enough to be as productive as last week, but he did save the day, his day, with a touchdown. Kenny Galladay went 6 for 114. That's always good. And the Falcons, they did their normal thing. Julio and Ridley were solid. Calvin got the TD. And Gurley had a couple of TDs himself, not a ton of yardage. And he did get the TD that he was not supposed to get because they scored too quick and left time on the clock for Detroit. <laughs> it was a whole crazy situation. So they collapse again. And the Lions, hey, they're frisky. They're frisky. And fantasy-wise, you got to love Galladay. And Swift, there'll be better days. There'll be better days. There will be. Moving on. Monsters collide in Tennessee. That's right. The Steelers and the Titans. And Pittsburgh, 
Well, they survive. Monsters collide. Steelers survive. That's right. They win the game 27-24. to And Tennessee had a chance. Missed that field goal. Unfortunate for them. He's had some troubles this year, Gaskowski. He's been very up and down. But also up and down, James Conner. He had, he had some yardage this game, but he had two opportunities for a touchdown. One to run in, another one to catch. He missed both. Therefore, Benny Snell vultures him. Blah, blah, blah. Deontay Johnson, who did get hurt during the game, will have to update that situation. He went off. Nine catches, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. He's had an awfully hard time staying healthy this year. And we did have a Juju Smith-Schuster sighting. Nine for 85. That is right. For Tennessee, A.J. Brown went off. Yes, he did. Six for 153 and one. And King Henry had a solid game as well. 75 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, it was a great game. This was another one that was a lot of fun. Pittsburgh got an early lead. Tennessee came back. And... You just got to love Pittsburgh for the fantasy value of some of those guys. And A.J. Brown should continue to kill it, as will Derrick Henry. We know that. Next. Green Bay went and smacked Houston. Now, Houston, on the scoreboard at least, seemed to make it a little bit closer. But I tell you this much. That was a Green Bay game, and no Aaron Jones, no problem. Jamal Williams went 77 yards and a touchdown, and then four catches for another 37 yards. A.J. Dillon, some people were predicting him. All these A.J. Dillon lovers, they keep wanting this to happen, but he had five carries for 11 yards. The fuck out of here. Devontae Adams exploded 13 catches, 196 yards, and two touchdowns. So they're just fine. Last week, blip on the radar for Green Bay. Houston, they just have no running game, man. They need to give Duke Johnson more of a chance because David Johnson, he caught a few passes, did a little damage, but 14 carries for 42 fucking yards. Go. Fuller, Will Fuller was held and checked pretty much the whole game and did one of his disappearing acts, although he did save his day with a touchdown. You're still sitting there going, it's the Will Fuller experience. It truly is. Cook's. And Cobb, both solid cooks, went 7 for, for 60, and Cobb, 8 for 95. you got to like that, that at least Houston is playing better offensively, it, it feels like. And, and I would say Watson is starting to get more comfortable with his new receivers. So, good signs for them. Maybe they'll at least be productive fantasy-wise, heading down the stretch of the last half, of the second half, I should say, of the fantasy season. Moving on. Do the Bills look in trouble to you? Because they, they look a little bit in trouble to me. It's three straight weeks where the defense is, you know, well, their defense hasn't been great really all year. This three straight weeks, their offense has struggled. And they didn't they didn't punt. They got down the field every time, but they cooked a bunch of field goals. You gotta get more from your offense. This offense looked great the first few weeks of the season. Mm, they're struggling now, so we'll we'll have to keep an eye on these peoples. Now, Cole Beasley did go 11 for 112, but how helpful was that? How many people were actually starting Cole Beasley? So, I do think we got to put a little flag around the Buffalo Bills, keep an eye on these boys. For the New York Jets, not a lot of look, blah, 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 blah. blah. 
I'm having troubles talking. Well, be, but you know what? I'm going to blame it on sleep and the fact that I really do need some food. I need some food. I always feel like I need food. Because you know why? I tend to pod on an empty stomach. I don't like to eat. It's just like when I'm working. I don't like to eat while I'm working because I feel like it slows me down, makes me a little bit sluggish. I can't perform at my best with a full tummy. I need to have a little snack, just get me through, and then when I'm done with my stuff, then I fill my belly. That's me rubbing my belly. This, see, this shirt, sorry, this shirt is kind of thick because it's got the stuff on it, but it's a really awesome shirt. If you can see it in the tubes, you got the alien and the spaceship and the planets. It's just a cool space shirt with an alien on it, and I like it a lot. Probably because my six-year-old gave it to me one day. I, I believe it was a gift for Father's Day, I want to say. Either way, it's from the six-year-old, my six-year-old Draven, and wonderful kid him. Yes, he is. And wonderful shirt, wonderful gift. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> I was saying, what I was saying before I, my tongue got all twisted, was the Jets. Not a lot to look forward to. And I feel like they're okay with going winless and getting Trevor Lawrence and all of this. And it makes me feel bad for Sam Darnold because I feel like Adam Gase ruined Sam Darnold. But again, again, could be a situation where he goes to back up a veteran. I mean, Darnold in Pittsburgh makes sense to me. What if Darnold goes to New Orleans? There's a few spots Mr. Darnold could end up that would be quite beneficial to him. So I don't by any means think his career is over. But you got to wonder what the future is with that. But I do think LaMichael P. Ryan is worth keeping an eye on. He had a decent game. And then Denzel Mims only had a handful of catches. But I do think this is a guy that as the season goes along, Sam Darnold will be able to rely on. And it's just going to be thumbs up for whoever is the quarterback next year for this team because they will have this motherfucker as their lead receiver. Yeah. I like that. I like me some Denzel Mims. I like me some Denzel Mims. I really do. I really, really do. I really, really, really do. America's team. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, forgot that. They got a field goal. <laughs> they lost to Washington 25-3. to Andy Dalton went down. That's fucking terrible. They just, uh, they're in trouble, man. Dallas is in trouble. Zeke didn't do shit. Uh, Amari Cooper had an okay game, but these guys are in fucking trouble. I mean, they weren't even bad this bad last year under Jason Garrett, who players were walking by without high-fiving and shit like that. Like, this is not good. Not good. I don't even know what to say about him. I don't even know if you can trust these motherfuckers moving forward. Now, granted, Washington has a pretty solid D, but you got to wonder what the hell is going to happen with this offense. C.D. Lamb blanked. Zeke did hardly shit. Like I said, Amari had an okay game. Other than that. No, what the fuck? What can we get from this? This is a far cry from what the offense was with Dak. But i got to believe there's more to it than just Andy Dalton. But maybe it's not. Regardless... I in no way felt the drop-off would be this much without Dak. And that's not because I'm someone that thinks less of Dak. I love Dak Prescott. (laughs) But still, I felt Andy Dalton 
got shit on way too much over his career. And I felt like he'd be able to play well in this offense with the weapons, and it's just not happening. And it's worrisome. Very worrisome for rest of season. But on the other side of the ball, finally, a nice Antonio Gibson game. I'm waiting for one of these. I said it could happen this week. 20 carries, 128 yards, and a touchdown. That's very good. And T-Mac, he had one of his games, 7 for 90 and a touchdown. So that's very, very good. I would like to say, maybe Kyle Allen was the answer in Washington. I mean, at least for now. I mean, of the guys on that roster. (laughs) Because... Kyle Allen is no long-term answer, I assure you that. Moving on. Almost got this upset right. I did, I did, almost. Carolina 24, New Orleans 27. Carolina had a chance, man. They had a chance. Mike Davis did struggle, though. And I would just like to point out, for those who were all worried about DJ Moore, and I said, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Not that I was the only one. Others were saying, chill, he'll be fine. Well, he's been fine. Don't get me wrong, Robbie Anderson still had a good game. But DJ, 4 for 93 and 2 touchdowns. So, you gotta you gotta love that DJ more. He's gonna get his. But this is still an offense that is learning, evolving, new head coach, new quarterback. It's all coming together. They've had some up-and-down moments, but as a whole, it's been a fun offense to watch and a good offense, and it's producing fantasy points, and that's what we want. As for New Orleans, I really thought they'd struggle without, you know, Michael Smith, Michael Smith, (laughs) Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, but I thought Tracon Smith would have a big game, but I did mention the undrafted rookie, Marcus Calloway. Did I not? And if you read my infirmary port for playerprofiler.com, if you read that, I mentioned him in there as well. My only, you know, I guess, issue with Marquez Calloway, my only issue with the possibility of him producing was that, you know, I've kind of been, there's been games with the Saints needing more help from wide receivers. And, you know, it's just this year we're seeing more of Traquan Smith. So I figured, are we really going to see Marquez Calloway? But we did. And that's good. Because it makes me look good. Because I've wrote about him more than once for playerprofiler.com. And he had a little bit of a breakout right here. So, I will take the shout-out. Any, any shout-out. I will take it. I will take it. So thank you, Marquez Calloway, for helping prove me to be a bit of a wizard. I do appreciate it, yes. Moving on to the afternoon games, ladies and gentlemen. Bronco bust. Whew, I really thought the Broncos would be able to do something. They got behind early, and it was just, it was just bad. Lindsey had a decent game, but he got hurt. Tim Patrick got hurt. Drew Locke just, I thought he looked good last week, and the receivers fucking failed him, and today he just struggled, man. He struggled. But Albert O, he's getting a lot of attention. This is someone who I really liked preseason, but I haven't talked about him. 
enough, obviously, but I really thought it's going to be next year before we see much from Alberto. But clearly I was wrong. He's been pretty solid the past few weeks, so it's someone to watch. But man, Broncos struggled. And hey, the Chiefs' D was playing really fucking well. Sorensen was all over the place. All over the place. And then you look at the offense, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Tyreek Hill. They were both solid. And Bell, Le'Veon Bell, he looked fucking good in his first game. He didn't get a shit ton of work, but he looked good. It's going to be a dangerous team. Going to be a dangerous team, as always. It's just crazy. Patriots way, more like Patriots sway, right? (laughs) Because they are struggling. Just a field goal for them, too. Oh, I'm sorry. They got six points. I apologize. (laughs) But San Francisco got 33. They beat the shit out of them. And the Patriots offense is just, it's ugly right now. Nikhil Harry got hurt. Like Jacoby Jacoby Myers, he was the, the leading receiver. This team is struggling bad and the defense gave up a lot of points i mean that's that's hard that's hard so you wonder you know if this really is a big enough problem for the patriots that they're gonna miss the fucking postseason is could this happen i didn't think so i thought the patriots would be able to be just fine but instead they're struggling and tom brady's over in tampa bay kicking some ass We'll talk about them in a minute. But yes, something needs to happen with this Patriot uh, offense or it's going to be a long rest of the season. As for San Francisco, I was wrong here. I thought it was going to be Jerick McKinnon, the Jerick McKinnon show again with Raheem Mostert out. But he did shit, and it was actually the Jeff Wilson show until he got injured. He went 112 yards, three touchdowns, and then Jermichael Hasty, nine for 57, which is great for Hasty because I love him and it's another guy I've touted. But what the fuck, Jerick McKinnon? And Brandon Ayuk, he went six for 115. Debo Samuel also had a decent game. See, this San Francisco team is pretty loaded. You just wonder about the quarterback play sometimes. But they're also getting healthier, and I'm sure as time goes on, their defense will get healthier. So this could be a team down the stretch. If you look at the NFC West, I saw this crazy, crazy fucking statistic. All the teams, Seattle, Arizona, San Francisco now, L.A., they're all above 500. They're all looking good. And with the way the playoffs are going to be this year, seven teams instead of six, there's the possibility that the entire NFC West makes the fucking playoffs. And you think about it. Who's in the North? I mean, the Packers will get there. Bears? Maybe. Lions? Eh, probably not. NFC South? That one you could see because you got the Saints, you got the Bucks, the Panthers are playing well. So that you could see, you could see the Bucks and the Saints coming out of that one, right? And then you think about the NFC East. Which is the laughing stock. <laughs> the NFC East. Oh my god, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I fucking know. It's the NFC East. Anyway, 
they'll just get their division winner. So, it could come down to those other three non-division winning NFC East, or I'm sorry, NFC West teams, and then whoever's left out of the Saints and Bucks in the South. That's what it could come down to. That's insane. Insane. Speaking of the Saints, do you think Michael Thomas get traded? That'd be crazy. I didn't mention that when talking about the game. They might not need him with Mr. Marquez Callaway there. I'm just saying. Just saying. And can I fucking get a trade for Michael Thomas? And I'm trying to trade him in Dynasty and I'm having troubles. Should have got rid of him before all this shit started. Anyway, moving on to the next game. <laughs> the San Diego Superchargers, which are now the Los Angeles Superchargers, had a hell of a day. Finally won a game. 39-29 to against the Jaguars. And first of all, the Jaguars, I, I really feel for them because I was hoping to get more from Gardner Minshew. And he really struggled today. And he's been struggling. And it's unfortunate because he's got weapons at receiver. And James Robinson, Jay Rob is back. He had a hell of a game. 119 yards and a touchdown. Four catches for 18 yards and a touchdown. So, see, he has weapons. And I really thought that, not that Gardner Minshew was something fantastic, but that he was... A step above average. And he's proving to to not be so much. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Herbert had a hat trick. Keenan Allen. 10 catches, 125 yards. But Herbert is really finding his groove. And I mean, he looked pretty good from the day he came in. But this kid, someone I wasn't sure about. And again, quarterback, one of the harder positions to try and figure out. Justin Herbert, though, had some red flags, but he's come in and looked fucking great. Particularly in this offense, he's got some weapons. Except for Joshua Kelly. He's a no-go Kelly today. What the fuck? What the fuck happened with him in that game? I'm just, Joshua Kelly, he started off so promising. And it's just been so bad. As of recent. But Herbert, man... Gotta say, if you're a Chargers fan, you are happy with this motherfucker. And I know Dolphins fans are a little worried, like, what if Tua, we don't want Tua to be worse than Herbert because they won't look like idiots. And that's what always happens with the Dolphins. You'll be fine. Tua's going to be good, too. So, man, that was a crazy game. Lots of crazy games today. That's what I'm saying. Lots of crazy games. Including the Bucks rolling the shit out of the Raiders. Now I expected more from the Raiders in this. I really did. Especially John Gruden going against his old team. But the Bucks, they do their thing. Brady rolls with four TDs. Scotty Miller went 109-1. and Chris Godwin 88-1. And I'm thinking this is kind of what the offense is going to look like. Because Scotty Miller, I imagine right now, is doing what Antonio Brown will be doing. So... To me, I'm worried about Mike Evans. I really am. He could be a red zone threat, but I think his catches target. That shit's going to go down. It's going to be Antonio and Chris Godwin. And it's going to be nuts. And I don't even like AB. I really don't. But somehow, as I mentioned in my last pod, he's kicking off that bucket list and, you know, tacking one on back to playing with Tom Brady. And he's trying to repair his image, so good for him. If he's actually learned from all of this, and is truly trying to improve himself, then I applaud him. 
But pardon me for being skeptical with this motherfucker. I'm usually not a skeptical individual either. But this dude, hmm. I had my reservations. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Reservations. <laughs> but anyway, as for the Raiders, the fucking Nelson Aguilar was the leading receiver. Five for 107 and one. Who the hell was playing him? But that entire offense struggled. The running backs, run game wasn't doing a whole lot. Waller had an okay game, but otherwise it just, they struggled. And hey, it's understandable. That's a good Bucks defense, man. That's a good and well, man. That's a good Bucks defense, Madcaps. So, that's gonna give anybody fits. So, we's not gonna hate on you too much, Derek Carr and and John Gruden and the Raiders. Y'all just got beat by the better team. Is it? It's good. It happens. It happens. It happens. Sunday night football featured the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals won this one, thirty-seven to thirty-four. In overtime, because at the very end of overtime, in what looked like could become a fucking tie game, no, Russell Wilson throws an interception, which sets up the Cardinals to kick a game-winning field goal after missing a game-winning field goal at the end of regulation, which is why I went to overtime. This is a very interesting game. Couple injuries right off the bat. You got Chris Carson. He got hurt after that. Kenyon Drake went down. In their stead, well, Carlos Hyde did all right while Chris Carson was out. And Chase Edmonds, pretty good. 58 for 58 rushing yards, seven catches for 87 yards. That's what he did in Drake's stead. So, could be interesting going forward. Sounds like an ankle for Drake. A foot issue for Carson. We'll have to see how long they're going to miss. But Chase Edmonds, it could be Chase Edmonds' time. And he had a good game today. And Christian Kirk, two touchdowns. Not a whole lot of yardage, but two touchdowns. Nuke had 103 yards and a touchdown. And, hey, Kyler Murray was just on it. 360 yards, three TDs, 67 rushing yards, and another touchdown. Whew. But don't get me wrong. Russ had a hell of a game, too, and as did Lockett. That's another hat trick for him this year. Another three-touchdown game to go along with 200 yards. Holy fucking cow. Tyler Lockett. I mean, do we name this pod after you again? 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 Should we? We might have to. We might have to. We just might have to. Tyler Lockett. Hat trick. Another Tyler like No, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. That is right. It's that time. Close up shop. Get this pot over with. You know, we can all get on with our days. I'm quite hungry, per usual. And I'm ready for a nap, per usual. I need sleep. I need sleep and food. It's what I'm always complaining for sleep and food. <sighs> but before we go, a little Monday Night Football chat. Not a whole lot to say. I imagine you're going to play the guys you would normally play. You know, your cup, your woods. Cup and woods. Cup, cup, wood. Wood and cup. Your Allen Robinson. But it'll be interesting to see which Rams team shows up. Because they've been very up and down right? And I feel like they should be better. But hey, they're in the mix. But 
as are the Bears, who got a pretty average offense because it's Nick Foles, but a little step up from the Mitch Trubisky-led offense. But their defense seems for real. So I think this is going to be a good game. And hey, can we get some more Cam Akers, Sean McVay? Please, God fucking damn it, some more Cam Akers. <sighs> Makes me angry. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Should be a good game. Interesting. Although, it, I'll probably find it interesting regardless, but I do feel like there's a chance it could be ugly and low scoring, which, in that case, you know, some people will be turned off by it, but not me. I would still enjoy, most likely. <laughs> anyway, okay. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And don't forget, with the election coming, obviously you want to get out there and get your vote on. And if you do go out, make sure to do it safe. Be careful. And if you're voting from, you know, through mail, that's even better. Just make sure not to send it back through the mail. Take it right to the drop box. And next week is the actual election. So this shit's almost over, right? It's going to start calming down at some point. At least we hope. If you listen to my miscellaneous debris pod, you know that... Uh, there are some ways this could go in which, you know, we won't have exactly peaceful resolution come next week. But we keep up hope. And there's a good chance that uh, we all, this time next week, well, a little later on next week, will be able to breathe a sigh of relief. So just try and hang in there. Hopefully next week things will start calming down a tad. So again, hang in there. I know, anxiety's got to be high, the stress level, the nerves. Many are on edge. It's a tumultuous time in this country for several reasons. And it just so happens to be an election year as well. So everybody hang strong. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad, as I always say, because, you know, the best of us are. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and thank you again for joining me. I do appreciate it. I appreciate everyone that follows, that listens, that watches, whatever. I appreciate every single one of you. And really, I do this for you. Yes, you. And I do it for me, just because I like to talk, I'm not going to lie. Hence the mad chatter. But we continue on getting the hell out of here. <laughs> so once again, thank you for joining me. Do not forget to follow me at RMK Madness on Twitter, on the gram. Please do check me out on YouTube's. And again, again, come tomorrow, I will have for you a mini madness video on the tubes available, and I will get those links out on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Once again, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, people. Ta-ta for now. Laters! Welcome to the show. The man's got